Welcome to The Looking Glass, a podcast exploring the relationship between people and their creativity. I'm Neil Cowley, and this week we're talking to Georgia Lowe, a.k.a. Glow, a 21-year-old singer-songwriter and actress from London. Having spent 2019 being the face of Spotify's new pop revolution and filming season two of TNT Paramount's The Alienist, alongside Dakota Fanning and Luke Evans, Georgia is well-placed to reflect on the highs and lows of creativity from a multitude of angles. 2020 has seen her release her new EP entitled Daughter, and she now joins me mid-lockdown from the safety of her home in North London. This episode was recorded in May 2020. Right, so the the, pur- the purpose of this um, this discussion um, was really to reflect on something that I discovered previous to this lockdown. But coincidentally, we are recording this in the depths of this of this shutdown, where we are all confined to our homes pretty much. Mm-hmm. And when we do go out, we um, we have to be careful what we do, and we have to distance. Um, but fundamentally, the big problem with our uh, relative professions is that they are shut down without any hope of returning anytime soon and you you actually reside in two of those (laughs) you've got double whammy yeah two categories you're two categories you're not just in music you're also in film and tv yes Um, so what an idiot well what an idiot yeah but I, i guess my first question is like um how does it feel right now honestly um feel like I've actually had a lot more acting auditions than I would normally have had like strangely I've just been sent quite a lot to do so it's kept me busy but I think it's just the uncertainty like I just have no idea when any of it's gonna pick up again if people will have the money to be doing these projects and like just before I went into lockdown I had a director a meeting with the director for this um tv show and it was like yeah filming this april like they really want you for it and i was like yes and then literally a week later they were like yeah whole thing's cancelled gone into lockdown um but i don't know i feel like i have a lot of possibility like i'm still feeling optimistic that there's gonna be stuff happening but right now it's it's just it's just the here and now that i'm kind of it's, it's it's double whammy i think because it's devastating in the sense that it's it you know everything that we do in this in this career uh, and these careers of ours is working up to something you're always like aspiring and you, and you feel like you reach a level and then you've got to a certain point and on one hand it's like someone's just ripped it away but mm-hmm. then it's ripped it away for everyone and so it's you're sort of comforted by that in that that you know that everyone's in the same boat but you do feel then you start to think well fate and nature has decided that I can't have the career that I want at least for the moment yeah um, but as you say, everyone's under, I mean, there are pe- people that work in, you know, cast and crew, um, you know, yeah. hair and makeup. I mean, hair and makeup, how's that going to work? I know. It, I know what you mean. Everyone, it does feel like everyone's in the same boat, but I think it's hard to not take it as like, this was meant to happen to me. I should just give up. I mean, I'm never going to, you know, I feel like some days I've been really taking it as a personal insult to my career. <laughs> And then I'm like, wait, no, 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 everyone is struggling. But you're right. I mean, when you think about um, 
yeah, hair, what are the hair and makeup people doing? Like, they completely rely on their being jobs. Well, they're going to have to turn up in full PPE, aren't they? I mean, yeah. The, oh, if God, at all. Yeah. If at all. But you're right. It's, it's that, 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 uh, that feeling you just described there. I mean, that we're all guilty of it. It doesn't matter how old you are. You say, like, oh, why me? You know, why me? <laughs> why now? You know, I bet Laurence Olivier didn't have this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. And especially as performers, creatives, we're just so in our own heads you know i mean we are. my dad has been having tantrum not tantrums that's that's not fair but i mean he's an actor as well so it's yeah we, like, we should explain we should explain who your dad is actually because um, yeah. i i have i happen to be a fan of a massive fan of your dad the first time we met yeah we were in the studio and we, we were just talking you know when you first meet someone in a studio session you have to do the introduction, like, oh, where are you from? You know, learn a bit about each other. Mm. And I was like, oh, my dad's an actor, actually. And you were like, oh, right, would I know him from anything? I was like, uh, he does a character called Barry from Watford. And you were like, shut up! No, like, slamming the table, like, no! I love your dad! <laughs> I love your dad. I mean, I, I, I love his character, Barry from Watford. And, and uh, I endlessly listened to the uh, Ian Lee, the phone-ins where he, you know, where he sort of, yeah, kind yeah. of seemed to first appear anyway to me, uh, came into my um, consciousness. And uh, I think he carries it off with such a plum. I think it's fabulous. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, you, you've got a household full of people who are, are wigging out um, uh, over what's happening yeah, at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's a lot for my mum. I think my <gasps> mum is on breaking point. Mm-hmm. Because she she's very she's a teacher and she doesn't like any stress, high energy. She likes everything nice and calm. And me and my dad are like two peas in a pod. Like, oh my god, I got to get this done. Oh, hey Anne, what are we gonna do? I'm not gonna have any money. So my yeah. mum just sends us both off on a walk to walk the dog, and she's like, just deal with it. Just talk to each other and get out. So, are you one of those people that won't take the advice at first, but then realise it's good advice later? Yes. Yeah. My mum has been a real one for doing that for me. But mm. I don't know, me and my dad are like the same ends of a magnet. So like mm. when we go out, it's like, ha, 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 need to talk about things and then just like bouncing stuff off each other. But yeah. um, I'm lucky to have him. He's a good guy. No, oh, he certainly is. But it's interesting, you know, we're talking about this 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 indignation of... of uh, of uh, having something taken away like this, um, mm-hmm. but and of course we're always we're, we're given the um, you know we're, we're we're reminded of people who went through this in wartime, for mm-hmm. instance, and I do think of those um, those great entertainers of that era who had to go away and do national service for five yeah. or six years, and they they seem to come back better and, and more hungry and with more experience. Kenneth Williams is a good example, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was in the he was in the entertainment wing of the military and 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 came back with a, a massive training, you know, alongside people like Stanley Baxter. He came back with um, a, an incredible training in it and a resolve. Um, but so I suppose we shouldn't complain too much in that this has happened before to, in great lengths of time, but it still feels like it still feels like a, an offence has been caused. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I wanted sure. to talk about your your background, how you came to be in these in this business, mm-hmm. childhood wise, from where I was to where I am now. Yeah. Um, well, so obviously, well, I'm 21, so mm. I'm still just starting out really I think I've always known that this was the only thing for me I've never considered any other like job it's always been about performing and just 
I, I didn't have the best time at school. I was sort of thought outside the box a little bit. I was kind of labelled as being naughty, but I wasn't actually naughty. I was just really loud and I wanted to like, you know, get my opinion out and I wanted people to advise me on how I should get into the career that I wanted to do. And then I felt like the teachers that I had didn't really know, you know, what the right answer was. So then my dad's always been that like, me and my dad are like, not codependent, I wouldn't say it's like that, but we're just very, um, I kind of base a lot of what I'm doing off what he has done in his career because he started out as quite a young performer, young actor. So, yeah. um, would you, would you, without without offending half of the people that you work with, would you <laughs> say that, that there is that there is a preference, or rather, there's something that comes more naturally to you in terms of either singing or acting, yeah. or do you feel that they are one and the same? Um, I, well, I mean, I get asked this a lot because I, obviously I didn't go to drama school and I only did a year and a half at BIM London, which is a music college in Fulham. So I left school, went to BIM London, which is this music college. And like on, I I did a really big acting job recently and they all ask you like, oh, so where did you train? And I was like, uh, didn't. So I think people kind of take offense that, yeah, like I do say, I think it's kind of come from my genes and also just that, I've grown up around it. I've just always grown up around my dad, kind of the ups and downs of his career, knowing that it's not all going to be plain sailing. And like, mm. I mean, because I've been here when he doesn't have a lot of work and then some days, like a few, I don't know, years, months later, he gets a big job and then we're all like happy about it. So yeah. I think for me, I think, yeah, a lot of people would kind of be offended that I take it so naturally and like yeah well that you know it's life it's the way the the industry goes it's up and it's down it's not all going to be like oh I'm going to get signed to you know this label and it's all just going to be plain sailing you know um do, but do you do you worry though um because I, I I did a similar thing I, mm-hmm. I although I was I was trained classically as a kid uh and I was then expected to go and do music mm-hmm. college and everything yeah, else in yeah. my teenage. I didn't. I, I, I went to the, you know, the school of hard knocks and the and uh, <laughs> and and I was gigging. I was just gigging lots and I thought yeah. well, this is all right. You know, why do why do I need someone to tell me what to do? Um yeah. do you worry do you worry, as I did, uh, and possibly still do that, that because you haven't been through that formulated grounding or that you are, you're not seen to have gone through a university or a or, mm-hmm. a, or an arts you know an art school that that you will somehow flounder or somehow not achieve to a greater to, to a greater level do you ever think that it's yeah, great. yeah I, I do i think i think i do sometimes it's sort of like a nagging voice at the back of my head like oh god i didn't um I haven't trained properly like maybe there's going to be a time in my life where i'm like i don't know how to handle this situation because i haven't trained or people will see me differently but I just think people will only think that if you let them know that that's what you're thinking because I just I kind of do go into things with just blind confidence like well I this is the this is the job that I want and I'm gonna get it like I think it's only a hindrance if you make it one well I'm a great fan of that attitude (laughs) you know I'm I'm, I'm clenching two fists because that's why we get on you know yeah exactly yeah (laughs) I I, I am a great fan of that attitude I do do think it's about what you know what how you your 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 passion really Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's the passion which which drives you. I mean, you could, you could, you could school it into you, but, but if you haven't got the passion or, or the maverick belief mm-hmm. in yourself, then I, I worry. Uh, and I think that's where the real character comes from. But, but I'm, I'm, do you remember your childhood being, um, based around any kind of 
you know, regimented practice at all, or, or or are you, for instance, your singing voice? I mean, yeah. is, is that just is that literally just round the house? Well, I, I mean, I was kind, I was actually kind of not forced into playing the cello and piano, but I kind of was at a young age. So I, I, I actually played the cello because they were doing half price lessons at my secondary school <laughs> and my mom was like oh the cello that looks fun and I was like uh does it but that like I I love the cello I think it's such an instrument in um in, in, instrument interesting in, it's an instrument in, interesting no it is an instrument <laughs> interesting <laughs> an interesting instrument mm. um so I think for things like that it was obvious that like although I loved the lessons I love kind of uh, music in any any chance to get to, you know, be involved with music. But with singing, it was something that I, yeah, literally just sung in the shower and at home. And I get this real sense, whenever I'm happy or I'm, I'm in a good mood, I literally can't, physically can't stop myself from singing. Mm. And like, I think that's why that's the thing that's kind of carried me forward because it was never something that I felt pressured into doing. Mm. But then also I've put a lot of pressure on myself with it. I think it's an internal pressure that I've like, because I, I know I'm so passionate about it, I'm like, oh, I, I, this is a thing that has to work for me, you know. Do do you is, is, do you feel? Have you been through a passage in your life when you found yourself not singing, and thought, ah, there's something um, wrong here, or yeah, I'm deeply you know unhappy? Yeah, completely. And it's not just one period in my life where that's happened. It's literally it could be on a weekly basis. Like if I've had a bad day I literally won't sing and it becomes a chore to sing and especially going into a studio session if I'm in a bad mood I'll just be like I literally don't want to create anything I just can't force myself mm. to do it so then um yeah for sure like all the time why, I hate why is that. it that's really interesting why is it a chore to sing because I feel like I don't like my voice when I'm in a bad mood. I start picking out all the things that I'm not enjoying about it. And I just feel like because I associate it so much with being happy and being in a good mood, it's like if I'm um, – I just always want it to be that experience, you know. I just want it to be that um, joyful kind – it's almost taking it back to the complete nature of – fundamental like nature of singing, which kind of comes from – if you see a cartoon when someone's happy, they're singing, you know? So I just think of it uh, like that. You, you said something very interesting to me in the studio uh, once. <laughs> you said um, that um, you you don't want to be uh, perceived as someone who is weak. Uh, I mean, I, no, 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 bear with me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I understand what you meant. You, you Lyrically, yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. want to be perceived as someone who could be... Um, downtrodden or mm -hmm. or treated badly and not come up with with a clenched fist and go up mm -hmm. yours you know i uh which i appreciate that but um is do you do you think that your do you think your singing or your your compositions are better when you're making happy music that's a cheesy statement but yeah. i mean happy music is happy music easier do you know what? It's funny that I said that because the song we made together is actually really sad and heartbreaking. Well, but... I, I, that's why I think that you 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 balked at it at first. You weren't sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I think it does. It probably just goes back to the fact that, like, if I'm singing a song, usually, yeah, I think it goes back to that feeling of I want it to make me feel happy. So sometimes I consciously try and make a happy song, but then mm. when it comes to it, obviously. 
we've all had been had so many ups and downs in our lives. So I guess my songwriting subconsciously just translates to that. So all the different things that I've been through in life. So, and I'm I'm also very much I'm very positive in my life, and I'd hate confrontation, arguing. I hate feeling sad. So I think. I'm probably in the studio being like, oh, I need to make a good song. I need to make a good song. But it's actually fine to just accept that sometimes I have negative emotions going on. So, but are you but are you are you, are you more frightened to reveal those negative emotions? Because because you you walked into a bit of a sort of a, 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 a an ant or a wasp's nest with me in the in the sense that I've got this this three way thing. I, I, I soul music makes me happy, mm-hmm. and when I play it, I feel at my happiest, and I actually feel at my truest self. Mm-hmm. And yet, when I compose and I sit down at the piano and I compose, I get very maudlin and melancholy. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. walked into that environment, and we made a sort of fairly <laughs> melancholy. But the two people laughing and joking and yeah, mucking about, yeah. and and actually two. I would perceive as two very positive people. Yeah, I consider myself a very definitely. positive, up, la- laughy kind of yeah. person. And yet, and yet, we wrote a sad mm-hmm. tune. So, is that? Did you find that? Do you find that difficult? Yeah, I find it pretty interesting because I think, I think, you know, you see people saying, "Oh, I was so sad, and I felt like I needed to write a song about it to let it out." I kind of feel like the opposite. If I'm in a really good mood, then I feel. I'm ready to deal with those sad emotions and I can kind of get it out. So it's sort of an opposite thing. So I think it's it's interesting that we were both, I remember being in such a good mood that day. We were just talking about my dad getting along and then we just wrote this melancholy song. So I think in a way it's mm. kind of like, if I'm if I'm in a really sad mood, then I, I want to force myself to be happy again so i'd kind of write a happy song you know yeah it um, reminds me it reminds me of an old blues harmonica player i knew once called steve who said <laughs> he said he said you know what it's like mate he said you know um I, when i when i'm uh when i've got when i'm really gutted and depressed i can't write the blues it's only when i'm really happy that i can write the blues <laughs> i love and that i, I love exactly. that exactly yeah I, I, but i think that's quite often true it's it's yeah, almost yeah. like it's it's like when you drive and listen to music. When you drive and listen to music, you hear things that you you don't normally hear because mm-hmm. one part of your brain is occupied and sort of removed, uh, yeah, and then yeah. you can tune in. And it's almost like, well, I've, I'm all right. I'm in, in myself, so I can actually channel that feeling. Yeah, of, definitely. Of being moody and depressed or deserted or unloved or whatever. Yeah, it is it's you funny want to that, channel. isn't it? I, don't, I haven't mm. really thought about that before, but I guess that happens. That's quite a common thing that I do. I guess it's just the. Mm. opposite of how I'm feeling is what I'm writing about but when you so when you say um you know when you when you're not feeling great you find it hard to sing mm-hmm. um do you do you ever do you ever hate what you do uh, acting or singing do you ever do you ever, do you ever uh, hate it or feel that it, it is in control of you yeah I mean for me I think the acting thing I feel like I have more of a complicated relationship with the singing stuff because acting, I'm being someone else when I'm doing an acting job and I'm in the moment. My brain is totally occupied with being what that person is. So I'm just stepping out of myself, which is why I find it so natural. I always think like there's nothing more natural in life than just because we're kind of acting now every moment in your life. You're kind of just um, trying to portray an emotion. So I think acting comes much more naturally to me. Um, which is funny because music was the one that I pursued and then acting came sort of, not second, but it it kind of followed with it. But um, what was I saying? What was the question again? Um, I was saying, is is there ever a time when 
you hate what you do mm-hmm. or you feel yeah, it yeah. is leading you. Uh, yeah, I think with music it is. And with it's only since I, I have a really complicated re- relationship with Instagram because I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly at my fingers seeing what everyone else is doing I can literally flick between a video of someone else and myself I'm like oh god like that song was so much better when they covered it or oh god is my music as good and it's just like as soon as I step away from that I'm like I need to just remember that I'm really proud of what I'm doing Mm. and then if I'm in a bad mood and I try singing I'm like I just hate what's coming out with my mouth I and Mm. I feel like I'm letting all these stereotypes or images in my head of what I should sound like or what what I'm not doing take over and then so I think it's just so that I mean that sounds a bit like imposter syndrome doesn't it you know that that, that yeah thing yeah yeah you feel like you really have no right on god's earth to yeah do yeah totally um, um I'm, and I'm not really sure where that comes from but it, it, it's just I think I th- well I think I mean Instagram and all that social media is a terrible place I'm really such for, a 21st percent I'm so like I'm, at least I could admit it but I mean in, I just wish really wish the music industry wasn't for me like a, I'm not gonna say a pop star but like you know I'm doing kind mm-hmm. of pop music for me it is completely about Instagram like so yeah. much of it is if you're verified how many likes you've got and for me because I feel so passionate about I just love singing and it makes me so happy. I think mm. I struggle with just dealing with that part of it because it's just not what I like about it. So, so uh, yeah. Okay. So are you, would you say that, I mean, it's a, it's a classic thing. Would you say that if if someone reviewed your record and, and they made one criticism, would mm. you focus on that more than the, all the good points? I mean, oh, that's that's a hard one. I feel like... It's, it's more whether I like it. Because if I really like it and I'm like, yeah, this feels so good, I'm doing something totally unique, then mm. then I kind of don't feel so bad. And if there's one little troll comment, then I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. But if the majority is um, a good response, then I'm happy with it. I think it's just more an internal thing that I have with comparing myself to the big picture. Mm. Um, but, but then yeah. social media is a comparison yeah, Same, and it's it? so annoying. I also never used to be like this. And I feel like the further I'm getting into my career, I'm just like, what are you doing? Mm. Like, just, just that's that's no help to anyone. You thinking, oh, I'm not doing enough. Other people have got this feature here. And then I'm like, and then the next day I'll be like, girl, I don't even care. And then literally just have a complete change of thought. So it's, but that, it's a but weird that, one. That, but that never changes, and you're lucky, really, that you've got your dad around because it's yeah. he's an example of how it's still happening. Yeah, and oh he's, God, yeah. he's, you know, and he's in his uh, senior age, as it were, compared, <laughs> to, compared to you, compared to you. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's still going to happen. He's still going to drive your mum mad, and yeah. he's still going like, to freak everyone out until he's got the right, to, until he's got a job in. Mm-hmm. And he's also going to um, feel deeply, deeply insecure. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that. That level of insecurity in association with uh, with a, uh, an, a talent or, or a you know a, an entertainment medium is mm-hmm. a fatal. It's a fatal dose, which means you never settle. I mean, it's 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 not something you can ever settle with. Um, what I uh, what I did without really planning to to do it um, last year was kind of put my piano away or shut my lid mm-hmm. as it were and I um I I I went looking for other forms of 
um, music making, and I and I and I, I studied electronic music, or, or rather studied the, the apparatus that you use, and I and I schooled myself in so many different keyboards. You've been to my studio; it's full of <laughs> keyboards. So of, many, so many. Yeah, I mean that's that's just me sort of trying to find a good idea. Yeah. I think, or just trying to find like what, what's the answer? What's the answer? What's the answer? And so mm-hmm. I left the piano alone, and then when I went back to it, um, literally my hands hurt, um, and. I I realized I'd turned my back on the piano really in order to prove to myself that I didn't need it mm-hmm. in order to communicate what I wanted to communicate. And then I had to admit that I did need it and that it yeah. was part and parcel of who I am, even though throughout my childhood, I was, I mean, I, my, my mother was hardcore. She forced me to practice every day and mm-hmm. we had pitch battles every day, arguments, screaming battles, you know, about, I want to go and play football in the, in the street with the kids. She went, no, you're going to do your practice. And I would put it off and put it off. So by five o'clock in the afternoon, it was just fit to burst. <laughs> and it was like, I'm not doing it. And then eventually I do half an hour's practice, you know, and then, and then, and then a, a switch, you know, a, a, a Switch got switched, and then I suddenly started enjoying it, and I used to practice for hours, but that was much, much later on. Um, but I, it started a love-hate relationship with my mm-hmm. instrument because I hated it so much for what it was not allowing me to do. It was only later that it allowed me to do so much that I realized how good it was for me. Thanks, Mum, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> but, but, you know, that, that it, it, it really hatched that, that horrible, that sense of being so grateful for it and yet feeling so reliant on it that it's it's a crutch and a drug uh, and it's a passport to everything good I do but f- and that mm-hmm. making me feel vulnerable um and I and I you know within this podcast I'm looking I, I you know I'm trying to explore how how interconnected people feel with um their their chosen art mm-hmm. uh, and whether it be I mean, you know, is your is your voice your vehicle? I guess your voice is your vehicle because yeah. it, it, it comes into both, doesn't it? Singing and and acting. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it's more than that. I think I think with you, it, it, because you're sort of that complete package. I think it's uh, I think it's it's a, it, it's a you're you're revealing uh, your personality. You're you're displaying mm-hmm. your personality, yeah. and you're you're displaying your personality at its most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so this is double-edged sword. You have to you have to show your vulnerability, um, the, and you have to show, and, the, and, the, and then the, the 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 juggling act is: do, how much do I show in order to achieve yeah, what I want to yeah. achieve? And I mean, how have you how have you come up against that? Have you have you come to, come to moments where you thought, oh, I'm not comfortable with how much I'm showing of myself here, but I'm going to mm-hmm. push on through? I think, I mean, you were saying that you know, you had this, your mum pressuring you to do a lot of practice. And because for me, I sort of, um, yeah, I'm sorry, no, I'm going to start that again. So you're saying about your instrument and comparing that to my, what my instrument is, although I don't actually play an instrument. I think the problem for me is that my instrument is myself because with the acting and singing, they they want me to be this person. They want me to almost be a character. And like the internal battles I'm having with myself have to appear so like they're not happening. So I've got this relationship going on with myself where I'm like, oh God, am I doing it right? Am I doing this right? And then I can't let any of that show because I'm just supposed to be this, you know, can this character. Mm. And then I think the, the struggle I have is that like, for music, when you're an artist, a singer, they want you to be so unique. You've got to have something that stands out from everyone else. And um, 
you know, I don't know. It's even a case of like, maybe they want you to have tattoos, piercing, colourful hair, make you stick out. But then with acting, oh no, you're a blank canvas. We want you to play all these different characters. So Mm. don't have anything unique about yourself. So just be what we want you to be. So then I'm just like, well, trying to be me, also trying to be a blank canvas for other people to pick, you know, Apart well, from yeah, you're being pulled two very yeah. contrasting ways, then, aren't you? Yeah, how, yeah. How, how do you ride that line? Um, I don't know. I guess I just try and be my authentic self as much as possible. Um, yeah. and I think I'm, I'm grateful that I have. I mean, I was never throughout my childhood. I was kind of allowed to choose what I wanted to do I wasn't pressured into doing too much and I think making the mistakes and ups and downs being a bit naughty in school you know um doing stuff maybe my parents didn't like me doing I think it's now that I've reached a young adult I feel like all right well I've got to take all those ups and downs experiences and now I have to like use them in the best possible way so I think in a way I'm kind of glad that I didn't do go to drama school I didn't do singing lessons because now I feel like ready to sort of make that decision that that's what I need to jump into but um I don't know it's such a complicated one because my relationship with my instrument just feels like my relationship with myself so I have to and I think that is why so many um artists performers like um people that are at the the forefront leading ladies actresses I think they end up having even like drug problem, you know, people have really ba- complicated relationships with themselves because they're constantly battling the stuff that they keep personal and the stuff that they put out to other people. So I don't know. I guess that's something that I could be kind of worried about. Well, also, uh, Georgie, you just check your phone's still recording because it's so good. I don't want to. Yeah, still going. Good, good. Um, <laughs> I'll edit that out. Um, yeah. Now that, that's that's an interesting thing you say there because I I I mean your voice. Mm-hmm. If it hasn't done so already, it, it will dictate certain life um, patterns for you. In other, mm-hmm. in, in other words, you won't be, you, you know, you are slave to it. You you can't go out late if you're on yeah. a tour. You don't have that luxury. I mean, you know, again, that that cre- to, for me creates a love hate relationship with this thing mm-hmm. that's stopping you. I mean, it's like you know, you think of professional footballers who. who Oh, we're so in awe of them. They earn so much great money. Yeah, but they lose their twenties. Yeah. They lose that prime time in their yeah. life to doing what they do. They cannot. They cannot live a normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, you could say that of a royal. I mean, but you know, <laughs> certainly Premier Premiership yeah, footballers. Yeah, or totally. Yeah, there's so, that's really similar actually. What mm. um, professional footballers go through. I didn't really think of that. Yeah, I mean, they have to. They you you. I mean, Georgia, you're not allowed. You can't go out. <laughs> On tour, I, 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 I've, I've been, I've had the experience of going on tour with a singer mm-hmm. who just went, ah, sod it, you know, just parted from day one. And by day three, we were, she was singing three numbers in an 11 number set oh, and the God. rest we did instrumental. You can't do it. You know, you can't do it. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, but then I don't think that anyone who really, really loves their art for their arts, for art's sake, would ever do that anyway. Because for me, it's it's that moment. What you're looking for is that magic where you connect mm-hmm. with people. Um, so I would always aim to preserve that. And I think anyone who loves what they do would aim yeah. to preserve that. I think, I th- yeah, thinking of that, I think the battle for me is that I want the performance to be so good and I want to feel good on stage doing it. So I don't want to do anything to jeopardise that. But I know that I'm also, like, I love going out and I think that is a problem for me because... <laughs> I've always surrounded myself with other people that love going out. I was kind of, uh, 
I'm not gonna I wasn't like a mean girl at school, you know, that 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 clique, but I was mm. one of the loud, popular girls who was friends with the boys and like I think that is always gonna cause a love hate relationship because I can't book holidays with my friends when they want to book a holiday. I'm like, oh well I don't know if I have an acting job, I don't know if I'm gonna be doing this. Then I feel like I'm missing out and then yeah, when it comes to it, I'm like, oh God, better not go out here and there. And they're like, oh, you're being so boring. So I think that's another internal battle that I have. Yeah, but then because you know that the upshot is that you get to do these amazing things yeah. in these amazing places and you do get to see the world yeah. on your terms or, or at someone else's mm-hmm. request. Yeah. Um, you, you know, so there are huge upsides. That, that yeah, I, I think people also something that I'm noticing is that people kind of like think oh she's a singer she's got all this life you know maybe if I get a job and I get a lot of money they're like oh well it's so jealous like you've got such this amazing life but it's actually it's a lot of work that you have to put into it and also a lot of sacrifices that you make and thinking about the professional footballers like yeah they make all this money but what what do they do with it I mean because part of me would be like if I got loads of money I'd want to go out and get like you know have a good time well, I, I had an interesting conversation with my father-in-law once about about Jose Mourinho, you mm-hmm. know, because Jose Mourinho, I think he was he was sacked from Chelsea mm-hmm. or was it Man United, one of the two, and uh, he was given some ridiculous pay package, mm-hmm. like a hundred million quid. And my father-in-law went, "Well, that's that, you know, that's him, mate. I bet he's laughing, he's laughing, he's laughing, yeah. and he's he can, you know, he can. That's him sorted for life." And and I said, "You know what?" that money won't mean a thing to no. him. It won't mean a thing because his passion is managing a football team. Yeah. It, yeah. And all all that really, anyone with a passion for what they do, all that they really want to do is sustain it until the day they mm-hmm. drop dead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dad did it. He was a pianist until he was 80. He died when he was 86 mm-hmm. and he was gigging right up to the end. And that's always been my ambition is to do what we do and sustain it and make a living from mm-hmm. it. And, and the thing that's most petrifying is that it might not, happen again and it's kind of back to where we started that's the thing about this this lockdown is 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 that sense of well what if i mean no no it's not going to happen but what if i know so never many again? what ifs what if no one ever goes to the theater again yeah. what if no one goes to the cinema no one what if um um that's the most petrifying thing and if someone said to me here's 100 million quid never do what you love to oh, do God. again i really would genuinely say no yeah i would yeah I really completely would. Like yeah. knowing that I could never sing or perform again, I think my life would just have no meaning. I wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah, um, even even though it's a it's it's a it's a poison chalice, and you're slave yeah. to it, and and uh, and it rules your every day, and and it can take you so low in in terms of insecurity and, yeah. and worry and anxiety. The highs it gives you. I, oh, uh, I mean, I've had it all my whole life. I feel like I've witnessed it through my dad, and when he um knew that I wanted to get into the perform, you know, creative industry. He was just like, what have I done? He was like, you're going to have a lifetime of this. And every time I tell him about something that's stressing me out, he's like, babe, you're going to have this your whole life. You got to get yeah. used to it. So yeah. I think it's been, I've got, I, I don't know how I would have coped with stuff without him. Um, so I feel very grateful that I've got him. Uh, mm. So, but that makes me, you know, I think you were talking about me not going to drama school or like feeling like I'm not prepared for this. I think my dad has definitely made up for that. Just having someone here that, that kind to kind of coach me through it has definitely helped. So I feel I feel for people that don't have my dad. I literally feel like. <laughs> so, so the question is then, uh, with with the with the, the, the mind to the sort of the overview of this show is is uh, do you have a love hate relationship with your dad? 
Is he is he the instrument that you carry around? I, I, I think he might be. I think I like carry a little mini version of him around in my pocket. I'm like in your think, pocket, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's love, that is. No, that's yeah, pure love. I know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> that's the answer we were looking for. You love your dad. <laughs> I do love my dad. <laughs> Thanks to Georgia Lowe, and thanks to you for listening. Please make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. <laughs>